We're going to catch something today. Is this all right? All right, we're going to get our catchers on. We're going to catch something because, you know, I want to preach on something today. We're going into a season in the church over the next few months, which I'm really excited about. But I want to start today on just something over the next couple of weeks. I want to talk about something that I want us to catch, not just hear, not just believe, not just agree, but to lay hold of. I want to talk about a spirit of increase in the church. Is that okay? A spirit of increase. So get your catchers out. Get your catches out. Yeah. I'm looking, looking really uh, forward to this. We had a great first service. They really got their catches out in the first service. But you know what? This is the better crowd. This is the better service, yeah? These are the better Christians. You love God more than the people in the first service. Is that right? You got more of a heart for God and for people. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I'm told. I don't know. You tell me. So we're talking about a spirit of, everybody say, the spirit of increase. The spirit of increase. Okay. Psalm 115. (laughs) We're going to read just a couple of verses there. We've just been through like three chapters of Gideon. So I'm just reading a couple of verses today. Not that you go on pendulum swings. That's all we're doing here today. So Psalm 115 verses 12 to 14 says this, the Lord has been mindful of us. Why don't you say this? The Lord is mindful of me. He's thinking about me. Okay. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You catch us out today. Come on, I'm reading this. The Lord will increase us more and more. Both you and your children. I love this. There there is so much in this. It talks about a number of things the Lord is thinking about you and me. Oh, well, God's obviously thinking about Pastor Jay. God's obviously thinking about, I don't know, T.D. Jakes. God's obviously thinking about Pastor Steve Kelly. God's obviously thinking about Stephen Furtick over there in Elevation Church, Charlotte. God's obviously thinking about Craig Grishel. God's obviously thinking about Brian Houston of Hillsong. We know that. God's obviously thinking about, about you know, Planet Shakers or, or whatever. No, God's thinking about you. God's thinking about you. He's mindful of you. I love that expression. He doesn't actually just say, I'm going to correct myself. He doesn't just say he's thinking about you. He says his mind is full of you. His mind is full of you. Now, God is God, so his mind can be full of everybody at once. But his, his mind is full of, of you. He's thinking about you. You know, I don't get these prayers. Oh, God, you know what I'm going through. Uh, How can God not know what you're going through when his mind is full of you? He's full of where you're going. He's full of where you've been. He's full of where you're at. He knows every word before you even speak it. God is mindful. Come on, catch us out, guys. God is mindful of you and God is mindful of me. God is mindful of us. Come on, turn to someone and say, God is mindful of me. He's thinking about me. Yeah, he's thinking about me. And you know what thoughts he's thinking? Jeremiah 29, 11. 
For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, thoughts to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans and thoughts to give you a hope and a future. It's the sort of thing God's thinking. He's not thinking about how he can smack you. He's not thinking about how he can discipline you. He's not thinking about how he can rebuke you. He's thinking about how he can increase you. Come on, catch us out, guys. Catch us out. He's thinking about how he can increase your life. He's working out ways how tomorrow can be bigger for you than today was. He's working out ways how tomorrow can be more full of his presence than you were today. More joy, more faith, more peace, more patience, more gentleness, more kindness, more understanding, more favour, more opportunities. God is thinking about how he can increase your life and my life from strength to strength, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. There is a spirit of increase. Actually, the spirit of increase is the Holy Spirit. There is a spirit of increase that is assigned to you and to me to increase our lives. It is God's will that we increase more and more. It's God's will. You know, tradition can be an awesome thing and we love the traditions that have been passed on. Very, very important that we honour those and we respect those, but there are other traditions that have brought destruction. Jesus himself said the traditions of men make God's word ineffective. And there are some horrendous, you know, traditions that God's not for you, that God's like an old man, that God's a killjoy, that God just wants to correct and rebuke and all these things. And that's, that's not the heart of a father. God is thinking all the time, how can I increase my children's lives? It is God's will that we increase more and more. In this passage, it says some great things. God is mindful of us. And then it talks about he will bless us. He will bless us. He will, there is no doubt. Now, under the Old Testament, under the law, when this was done, when this was spoken, and when this was in the Psalms released as a song to sing, they were under the law. Now, under the law, to be blessed was conditional. And that meant if you did what God said, you were blessed. If you did not do what God said, you were cursed. That's what the Bible teaches. Why? Because it was an Old Testament covenant under the law. But we have a new covenant, which is a better covenant. And under the new covenant, it says... You are redeemed from all the curse of the law and you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places and earthly favour. No longer is the blessing of God conditional for the body of Christ. You are born again into the blessing of God. You don't have to be good. You don't have to prove yourself. The only thing now that we have a desire to please God and the only one thing that the Bible says will please God is faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we are blessed. (laughs) So no longer do we even have to say God will bless us. We can turn it around and say God has blessed us. Come on, look at at least three people and say God has blessed me. Come on, God has. This Get your catchers out. You know, today is a mind shift day. 
it's a, a day of new thinking. All of the Old Testament promises are New Testament realities. No longer is healing a promise, it's an inheritance. So we are the blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? Well, in a simple form, and I'm sure I could get into all sorts of Greek and Hebrew and and all the rest of it, which I'm not going to do today. But basically, just in a nutshell, to be blessed means increase. It means increase. God wants us to increase and he's given us increase. And can I say without limit? God is a blessing God. And because we are uh, blessed, we are also redeemed from the curse. Now, if, the, if it means to be increased, to be blessed, what does it mean to be cursed? Well, it really means destruction. It means decrease. It means to go from strength to strength is being uh, blessed, but from strength to lesser strength. What it means to be cursed. Now, again, thank God I did a series on the blessing and cursing last year, the year before, so I'm not going to talk about that today. But the good news is today that we are blessed and we are not cursed in Jesus' name. It is God's will that we increase more and more. Can I say this? We have a covenant of increase. We have a covenant of increase. This is not just, oh God, please. This is, no, we have an inheritance. An inheritance, a covenant of increase. But I want to bring, you know, just as we read Psalm 115, I want to bring uh, this in now, which is really important. And this is the principle all the way through the Word of God. What God does for us is not just for us, it's for others. I will bless you. I will increase you more and more, you and your children. What are you handing on to the people around you? What is it that people absorb after being with you and with me? What do they get? What do they go away with? What is it that they they say, all right, after being with Pastor Jay, after being with Fred, after being with Sophia, after being with Amanda, after being with Robert, what do people get? What do they go away with? After being with Jesus Christ, you go away healed, forgiven, set free, redeemed. You go away with peace in your mind. You go with joy in your heart. You go away with a breakthrough happening. You go away with more than what you went with in in the first place. You will always, after being with Jesus, you will always leave His presence increased. Oh, but no, Pastor Jay, when I last spent time with Jesus, I had to sacrifice some stuff. Absolutely, that's not a problem. But when you sacrifice stuff, you will leave with a greater joy, with a greater peace, with a greater holiness, with a greater faith, with a greater opportunity. Sometimes you've got to let some stuff go. But the Bible says there is one who withholds more that is right and comes to poverty and one who releases what he has and comes to prosperity. What you release is like seed sown. You may put a seed in the ground, but you get a head full of corn back. Hello? Got your catchers out today. It's a mindset shift. That's almost a a mindset shift. I've got to be really careful with that one. (laughs) We'll have to edit the tape. So increase is to pass on to our kids. It's to pass on to the people around us. Can I say this? Don't pass on 
a mentality of I can't. Don't pass on a mentality of it won't. Don't pass on a mentality. See, some people you spend time with and wish you hadn't. Yeah, just being blunt, okay? You just wished you hadn't. You think, that was a waste of my time. I've come away, I've got to encourage myself in the Lord now. I've got to clean my brains out. Come away thinking things are hard. Come away thinking things are impossible. Come away thinking things that won't happen for me because they didn't happen for them. Dear God, you know, we absolutely, we spend time with everybody, but make sure you rub off on them. Hello? What do people get? Make sure we don't leave people with it's impossible mentality. Make sure we don't leave people with, oh, I hate this one. If there's one I hate, it's this one. A fixed pie mentality. You know what a fixed pie mentality is? A fixed pie mentality is this. Uh, You know, there's something in the human being that is always comparing to everything else and everybody else. My kids against your kids. My car against your car. My house against your house. My salary against your salary. Hello? It's deadly. Deadly, deadly, deadly. Whole political movements have come out of comparison. Hello? Come on, get your catchers out. We're changing some mindsets today. Fixed pie mentality says this. This is all the wealth there is. So we're going to cut it up and everybody gets a bit. And if they get more, everybody else gets less. Yeah? That's a fixed pie mentality. Can I say this? I want to kick that so hard. Can I say there is no fixed pie in God? Just because somebody else prospers doesn't mean to say God can't prosper you in, in your way. It's got nothing to do with what a, oh, but no, you know what? They're getting a bigger salary than me. Well, get back under you the Word of God. Get back under your faith. Stop comparing. Stop condemning. Rejoice with them and see what God can do with you. Hello. There's a parable in the Bible. Oh, I didn't bring this up in the earlier service because you guys are the better crowd. There's a parable in the Bible. Somebody comes to a man and says, I will work all day for one denarius. Yeah? Yeah? He said, fine. And the guy, so he worked from, let's say, six in the morning till three in the afternoon. Somebody else turns up at nine o'clock and says, I want to work for the day. And he says, I'm going to pay you one denarius. Somebody else comes up at 12 o'clock, so I'm going to pay you one denarius. Somebody comes up at three o'clock and only does like half an hour's work, says I'm going to pay you one denarius. So at the end of the day, somebody's worked nine hours, somebody else has worked, has, has worked. This is a parable from Jesus. Okay? You need to learn this, Dwayne. You need to get this, man. Don't live your life comparing. God will bless your life. Everybody got the same amount for working. But you know what? We're in today. Somebody will go to their union. Somebody will go and say, it's not fair. I work for nine hours. They only work for one and we got the same pay. And there'd be a strike and there'd be a campaign and there'd be a petition and there'd be campaigning left, right and centre because it's not fair. Can I say, God doesn't lead fair life. He leads blessed life. Blessed life. It will only kill your own life to get into comparison when somebody else gets more than you. It'll kill your life. 
And then what happens is, you, is some old whole system gets put into being and the whole business goes out of work because the guy can't afford to operate anymore. Hello. Good preaching, Pastor Jake. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The point of that is not a political statement. It's a, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Your abundance in every part of life is not about what somebody else has got. It's about the covenant and the promise that you and I have with God. Hello. I'm enjoying this. I said you were the better crowd. This is awesome. Don't pass on a fixed pie mentality. When somebody gets a pay rise, rejoice. You're only jealous. <laughs> Wish you had one. If you got the pay rise, you wouldn't be saying this isn't fair. You'd be going, you'd be, you'd be filling out one of those praise reports. Hey, I got a pray. I got, and somebody else in your company didn't get the rise and you say, it's the blessing of God on my life. It's the favour of God. I'm blessed. Look, I got, a, I got a pay rise. Nobody else did. I'm the blessed one. And we'd all go, yeah. But when it's on the other foot, we get all upset and say it's not right. It's good, isn't it? It's just, just how it is. Don't pass on a fixed pie mentality. Don't pass on a limit. The Bible says that Jesus was anointed without limit. He had the power of God without limit. He spoke the word of God without limit. Can I say he was blessed without limit? He was glorified without limit. He was anointed, the power of God upon his life, like ointment on his head and the power of God without limit. What do people get when they spend time with you and I? I want to say this, and if you, this is probably the best thing I'm going to say all day. Ready for this? It is the nature of divine life in us to, de to desire to increase. I'm going to say that again because this, this is, come on, catches. It is the nature of divine life in us to desire to increase. What does that mean? How do I know that I'm a Christian? Because I want to get bigger. I want increase. When God made man, the first words he said was, you're blessed, go and increase. Go and increase in every area. Increase, increase, increase. It is, it is the nature of God on the inside of us which inspires us and drives us to want to conquer, to want to overcome, to want to be bigger, to want to be greater. Now again, we're not talking about if I'm greater, that means you're lesser. No, it's not about actually how, how do we become greater. The Bible says the servant, the greatest servant is the greatest person. What does that mean? For me to be bigger, I need to get on my knees and serve you and lift you up. That's how I, that's how I build you up. I build you up and then you get under me and you build me up and then somebody else gets under you and, and builds you up and as we all humble ourselves and get under and we serve and we bless and we give, we're building each other up. We're not putting people down. 
you, you know, for me to be greater, I'm not treading on anybody else to be greater. I'm lifting you up, you're lifting me up, they're lifting us up, and we're all lifting each other up, we're all getting greater. It's a work of humility, not a work of authority. God is always thinking about how he can increase us. I'm going through Elisha at the moment. Man, is that man inspiring me. The jar of oil that never ran dry. Elijah and the flour and the oil that they just kept on baking bread and baking bread. And in a time of famine, they, they turned into a bread business. Think of Elisha and the, the oil, the pot of stew, when there was, you know, this thing was poisonous. People were going to die from this stuff, and he just threw something in, and, and it was fine. I mean, God had just worked through this guy in the most amazing way. It was increase. A hundred, you know, um, what's the word, soldiers didn't have anything to eat and got fed, and they actually gave a first fruits offering, and they got fed. It's just incredible increase. I think of uh, Joseph and how God, that was a lifelong journey. And he went from having God's word over his life and then he went into, um, into prison. Well, he was sold as a slave and ended up in Potiphar's house and he came, you know, became his, his uh, chief steward. Actually, at the time he was sold by the Ishmaelites, the Bible says he was stripped there, standing completely open on the, on the uh, slave stand, being sold as a slave. And the Bible said, but he was a prosperous man. Your prosperity has nothing to do with what you're wearing or what you're driving. or what Prosperity is about what you've got on the inside of your heart. It was increased time and time and time and time again. Feeding of the 5,000, feeding of the 4,000. The, the, the tax that had to be paid, Jesus had to pay his tax. And it's not that he didn't have the money. He was a very wealthy man. But, but he said to Peter, go out fishing. Get, a, get the first fish, not the only fish, the first fish that comes out. Open its mouth, get the coin out and go. And there's a coin in the fish's mouth. God is a God of increase. He does the most incredible things. Let me ask this question. What does God want to increase? What does God want to increase? Number one. Okay, you catch us. Yeah, are they ready for this? We're going to go like a machine gun now as the band comes up in just a few minutes. Not quite now, but what does God want to increase? Number one, 1 Thessalonians 3.10, that God will increase us in our faith. God will increase us what is lacking in our faith. Come on, spirit of faith, God wants it to increase. He wants us to have greater faith tomorrow than we got today. Faith is to increase. Look at someone say faith. faith. Number two, greatness, Psalm 71, 21. You shall increase my greatness. Greatness, it's the greatness. Greatness comes from God. Another version of that says you will increase my honour people of honour, people of integrity, people with a great name in the community. A church that's not that weird church, but that, oh, what an awesome church. It's doing so much. It's helping so many people. What a great place to be. It's strengthening families. It's strengthening people financially. It's strengthening people emotionally. Come on. God wants to increase your greatness. Look at someone and say greatness. Got your catchers out. Number three, God wants to increase our learning. Proverbs 1 verse 5 <laughs> 
A wise man will increase in learning. We had just the other week Dr. Dave here, and he said something I've heard him say so many times, but every time he says it, I think, oh, I've got to get my catcher out for that one. And he says this, if you want to be greater tomorrow, you need to learn something different today. You need to learn something different today. God wants us to increase in learning. Don't think your learning stops when you've done your GCSEs. Don't think your learning stops when you've got your degree. Come on, it's only just really started then. We then start to learn life lessons. Hello? Come on, I'm preaching better than your... You know, it's not all about exams and education. It's about what we learn in life, what we learn of God, what we learn through experience, what we learn from the Word of God, what we learn in prayer, and the things we learn because we, go, we put God's Word to the test. Number four, I love this one. Get your catches out for this. Job 8, 7. We will increase, God wants to increase us in our latter years. And all the old people said... Amen. <laughs> Some people kept your mouth shut. Job 8, 7. It says, don't worry about small beginnings. Why? Because your latter end shall increase. Your latter end shall increase. Don't believe all this, all this midlife crisis stuff that says, that's it. My best years are behind me. I thought I'd get more of a reaction than that one. <laughs> Don't believe it. My best years are behind me. No, God says the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter and brighter. It doesn't, and that's not till you're 50. It says it just keeps going. It just keeps going. I want to encourage you today. Your latter years will be greater than your early years. They will be. God, we've got a promise of God. We've got a promise from God. You're, you're not going out as like some damp squib. You're not going out like a wet firework. Hello. You're not going out as a lesser person than what you were in your glory days of your 30s. Come on, I'm preaching better, guys. This you need to get. I'm, and I'm stirring this today because this is, come on, get your catchers out. Some people believe the lie that it's all downhill from here. As in it's all getting worse. It's getting better. Number five, what else does God want to increase? Actually, all the way through the Bible, but Deuteronomy 28, and I could go to John 15, I could go to so many things. God will increase us in our fruitfulness. You're going to bear fruit more in your old age than your young age. Tomorrow, God's got more fruitfulness for you. God's got more fruitfulness for you. He's got a better business deal for you tomorrow than you had today. He's got better kids and better family for you next week than you had last year. God is a God of increase and it's going to get better and better and He's a fruitful God. Number six, Isaiah 29, 19. The humble shall increase their joy in the Lord. Increase their joy. You know what? We're a church and we, and we like joy. If you're called joy, we like you too. It's just saying. But we like joy. Joy, the Bible says, is your strength. Why do we like joy? Joy is not just a bit of, bit of fun. Joy is the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. It was the oil of joy that performed the resurrection. Okay? Amazing thing. Joy is what brings wholeness and deliverance and healing. This is why the Bible says so many times, rejoice. 
Rejoice, stir it up and rejoice. I refuse to stand still in a worship time, in a praise time. I refuse to put my hands in my pockets. I am going to rejoice everlasting and full of glory. I'm going to release the joy like a river out of my heart. And tomorrow it's going to be bigger than it was today. And next Sunday I'm going to jump higher than I jumped this week. And I'm going to shout louder and I'm going to clap faster. Why? Because joy is to increase and joy is not a feeling. Joy is a reaction. Joy is is something you do on purpose. Though the fig tree doesn't blossom, yet I will rejoice. I'm going to stir this up and I'm going to be a joyful Christian. I'm going to put a smile on my face. I'm going to put a spring in my step. I'm going to put a song in my mouth. Why? Because the joy of God is going to increase in my life in Jesus' Name. What else does God want to increase? You getting anything out of this today? God wants to increase our abundance. Our abundance. Our abundance. Thank God for pensions and thank God for all of that. But you know what? My life, and and those are all really important and we need to plan and we need to be strategic and absolutely. But my faith is I'm going to get better in my old age even when I'm not working than what I am now. God wants my abundance to increase in Jesus' Name. The Bible talks about your gold increasing, your silver increasing, your wealth increasing. And you know what? I understand the natural restrictions of that. But today I want to shift some mindsets and I want us to understand that my prosperity is not dependent on an an economy. My prosperity is dependent on the covenant of increase that God has bought for me in the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I hear an Amen. What else does God want to increase? God wants to increase the church. Number eight, Colossians 2.19. I don't think you have this one. I added it in before the service. God wants to increase the church. Colossians 2.19. As every joint supplies, God will cause the church to increase. I love growth problems. They're still problems. They are problems. A growing church is harder work. More people on team. More people needed to do stuff. Getting up earlier in the morning on their day off on a Sunday. No, come on, Sunday's not a day off. Sunday is a day for church. And we don't want everybody in church all day long. It's not what we're doing. We don't do that. We're not like, you got to be at everything. But come on, guys. As each part does its work, God will build His church. Amen? What else does God want to increase? Number nine, you've got this love. 1 Thessalonians 3.12, may you increase and abound in love. Why don't you turn to someone and say, faith, greatness, learning, latter years, fruitfulness, joy, abundance, the church, love. And lastly here, Genesis chapter 2, verse 12. When God spoke to Abraham and said, leave your family, leave your country, go on a journey. You don't know where you're going, but I've prepared a city for you. I'm going to... I'm." I prepared you to be a blessing. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless you, he says this, with the abundant increase of favours. Really, I want you catchers out for this. I want to prophesy. I want to declare it out. An increase of the favour of God. An increase of the favour. God is going to increase you in areas of favour the right place at the right time. Don't call it a coincidence. Call it the favour of God. How do we lay hold of the spirit of increase? 
No good just me preaching the principles. How do we do this? Number one, get wisdom. I can't overemphasize that. As a church, we're, you know, we've had the last few months, we had fasting and prayer, some real heart searching times, some real victory times. We've, we've really dedicated our lives to God. We've done the whole Gideon series about overcoming insecurities and, and really giving our lives to God and understanding our place. But I want to declare to you today that God has got increase for your and my life. But our number one priority for that has got to be get wisdom. Get wisdom. A fool will decrease according to the Word of God. But somebody with a wise heart. No wonder Solomon said, God, give me a wise and discerning heart. And he was the most increased man who's ever lived. Anybody want some of that? I want some of that, man. I really do. Why? Because we got a world to introduce to Jesus Christ. Number two, set your faith for increase. Set your faith like a ship's sail. Set your faith. Faith only comes from one place, and that is from revelation, hearing God's Word. So that means how you and I build our faith is up to us. Oh, but you just said it was, it was as God reveals His Word. Yeah, but if we read certain things, He'll reveal certain things. It's not difficult. If you need faith for healing, read all the faith Scriptures for healing in the Bible. You'll get faith for healing. Hello? If you need faith for increase, then set your faith for increase means get into the Word of God and say, God, speak to me about increase. God may be talking to you right now about increase. Hopefully He has in the last 25 minutes, half an hour. But you know what? We still need to press in. Everybody say, press in. Look at someone say, press in. Set your faith for increase. What else? Number three, set your words for increase. Words. The Bible says, out the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. The Word says your tongue is like a rudder of a ship. You can steer your whole life depending on what you say. We're not talking about mind over matter or blab it and grab it or anything like that. We're talking about hear God, declare what God says. Hear God, speak the Word of God. Hear God, God will increase me. Increase me. My tomorrow will be bigger than my today. My children are blessed. My family's blessed. My finances are blessed. In Jesus' Name, I prophesy increase. I refuse to receive decrease. I prophesy, I declare it, I lay hold of it in Jesus' Name. I am blessed, I am increased with all the increase that is from God. Set your words, set your words. Don't speak decrease, speak increase. If you're struggling, get around someone that's gonna speak increase over your life, not agree your failure. Amen. Number four, make room for increase. Look at someone say, get wisdom. Say, set your faith. Say, come on, set your words. And number four, make room for increase. Like the woman who made room for the prophet when he was coming through, built another room on the house. Don't squeeze God into your life. Build a bigger life. Build a bigger life. Don't squeeze God into your little mindset. Create a bigger mindset. Don't squeeze God into your time frame. 
get some priorities straight and create room for God to speak. Create room for God to breathe. Create room for God to inspire you. Create room for God to zap you again with the power of His Spirit. Create some space in your life. If you've got no margin, kick out some unnecessary and create some space for God in your life. Why? As we create room for God, God will cause increase to flow through all the other parts of our lives. Who is it? Pastor Yongi Cho, he's only got 750,000 people in his church. So I don't know if he really knows what he's talking about. But he said, I've got loads more to do today and I've got far more work than I had to do. So I've got to pray twice as long. Wow. Now, it's not about length of time. Don't get all hung up on that. But it is about understanding the principle. Making room for God will increase productivity. Come on, you can tweet that. Somebody put that out somewhere. Making room for God will increase your productivity. And number five, let's all stand to our feet right now. Number five, so number one, let's all say this. Get wisdom. Come on, look at someone, say get wisdom. Set your faith. Set your words. Make room. And finally, make, sorry, praise God for increase. Praise God for, you know what? Everything happens as a result of praise and worship. Everything happens because God inhabits our praises. As we get wisdom, as we set our faith, as we speak the right thing, as we make room, you know what? God wants us to rejoice for the increase that God has for us. Amen. Rejoice like you've already got it. This is what catchers are for. Come on, guys. In just a minute, we are going to rejoice in this place. Not for long, we're out of time. But we're going to give God some praise right now. Not because we're trying to increase, but because we are blessed and because we do have a spirit of increase. Come on, look at someone, say, pat yourself on the belly and say, I have a spirit of increase. Come on, look at someone, say, I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places and earthly favour. I'm fruitful. I'm great, I'm anointed, I have great faith, great joy, great peace, great love, great abundance. I am blessed and I am increasing in Jesus' Name. Come on, let's celebrate in this house.